Welcome to Jersey Arts, the podcast. I'm Susan Walner. Today I'm talking with John Waters, the John Waters, director of Pink Flamingos, Hairspray, and many, many other movies. He's also a performer, and this holiday season is touring his one-man show, A John Waters Christmas. John Waters is on the phone with us today from Baltimore. Thanks for coming on today, and welcome. Sure, thanks for having me the day before Thanksgiving. Yes, yes, uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Yes. I saw that you had a you have a Christmas album that came out a couple of years ago with hard to find Christmas songs by various artists. Yes, I had a Christmas album, and I had a I had a date with John Waters too. That was sort of a Valentine's album that came out after that. When I was reading the reviews of this album on Amazon, which range from mostly people really liking it, but they would use this term anti-Christmas. Do you consider these songs or yourself anti-Christmas? Not at all. I think I'm a Christmas fanatic. I'm a, I don't think any of those songs were for irony. I didn't pick any of those Christmas carols, even Happy Birthday Jesus, because they were so bad, they were so good. I picked them because they were so extreme and so innocent that they were beautiful. So I look up to the subject matter that I make fun of. So I, I don't think I'm anti-Christmas at all. No, I, I send out 1,800 personally signed, hand-designed Christmas cards. I have a Christmas party. I have to buy a million presents. But I do understand why people are driven insane by Christmas, and I address this also in my John Waters Christmas show. What sort of things uh, do you address in the show? Oh, my God, I talk about everything about what I want you to give me for Christmas, what I'm going to give you for Christmas. Is Santa erotic? Uh, Christmas crime? Um, uh, Christmas movies? Um, every single day, what you should do to, the, to celebrate Christmas right up to the moment of ecstasy on this 1201 Christmas <laughs> Day. So uh, when you were, a, do you have good memories from your own childhood Christmases? Well, I remember, and I've used this in one of my movies, when the Christmas tree fell over on my grandmother, and I wasn't there, but it was a happy memory because people were running, and I was worried my present had been damaged, and, and I heard that she screamed, and the, and the maid came running. So it's been built up in my life, and my grandmother even laughed about it, and she knew that later I put it in a movie when Don Davenport actually in Female Trouble knocks a Christmas tree over on her mother. It wasn't that bad. And I have another friend that was arrested on Christmas when the police knocked a Christmas tree over. And by doing this tour, many people tell me horror stories about their tree falling over. It's usually the pet that does it. Yeah, yeah. It was my dog that did it. <laughs> and but I've heard like where mothers just start having nervous breakdowns and walk out of the house and don't come back till after Christmas or just leave it there. I mean, there's all sorts of drama over a fallen tree. Hmm. That is that is funny. I'm going back to the album because I've heard some of those songs and right. I was thinking about them. And um, those songs were, I mean, do they do songs like that anymore? Or sure they do. I mean, well, Christmas, I mean, I just heard Bob Dylan's Christmas album. I think it's great. And I don't think he, I think he treats it seriously. I think he did a beautiful job. Are there Christmas novelty songs? Well, I always would buy the Chipmunks Christmas album, one of my favorite. Um, I think I have one of the Chipmunks songs on the album. You do. So, I don't know if, you know, some of those songs, believe me, I didn't even remember those songs. Um, I, I went deep in research to find obscure Christmas carols, and I, I didn't know Happy Birthday Jesus by Little Cindy, but it was a big hit by Patti Page, which I didn't even remember. I think the funniest review was a woman who ha was so happy to find that song, but then the next song after it was full of bad words, and she was very upset. Well, not only since that came out, I bought on eBay Little Cindy's entire album, where 
sings it with a clown from a from a children's local television show that looks sounds so scary. It sounds like John Wayne Casey or something. But little Cindy, I just always try to picture her because because it was only one take. She makes a mistake even in the song. Really? So I'm always just imagining how. I wish I could see some stills from that recording session. And and yes, each one of the songs is extreme. I mean, the, the song she's talking about is Here Comes Fatty Claws with a Sack of Shit. Well, it's sort of an anti-capitalist song. I think it's a song you're supposed to sing in, in bars on Christmas Eve when you're not participating. Um, so it has its place. I think there is a Christmas carol for no matter how you feel about Christmas. Happy birthday, Jesus. Mama said that you was near. And that you had a birthday this time every year. The people who come to the uh, shows, what what are they looking for, do you think? I think the people that come to the John Waters Christmas are looking for the same thing when they come see The Filthy World, my other spoken word act show I do. They're looking to be surprised, to be startled, to laugh at things that maybe other people hold dear. Uh, but yet, they know that I am trying to make people that are neurotic feel happy at Christmas because I think it's possible. So I'm really a self-help talk, I think. It's a vaudeville act, but I, I think it's a joyous one, even though I might be celebrating things that some people would run screaming from the audience if they heard it. Well, there is that sense in which if you try to measure up to all the ideals of Christmas, you're always going to be disappointed, whereas you're showing like the other side of it, like have fun anyway. Well, I'm, I'm just showing the bizarreness of it. You know, um, I mean, like living crashes, I'm always obsessed by them. And they look <laughs> so Diane Arbus to me. They're so frightening, I think, when I see one. And I always pull over and stare like a voyeur at them. But something about them is so creepy, I think. They're, it's not holy. It's a bad photo op. Talking about photos, I saw one image of you that is a mugshot, and you yeah. are a skinny Santa. What is that? What well, is that? That was about? my Christmas card one year. Okay. And I went down to the police department. You know, I found out they don't do mugshots that old way with the you know the number and everything. They do it on a computer now. But they got out all the old equipment for me so I could use it, and they took my picture. So they were very cooperative. I know that Baltimore has given you a lot of inspiration. Is there something special about Christmas in Baltimore? Well, there is there is one neighborhood here in Hamden where it is a Diane Arbus picture, where they one whole block does every single part of their house is covered in Christmas thing, the whole block. And I was and people come from all over their traffic jams to look at it, and it really looks like a Diane Arbus photo. I always wonder. I would almost get a house there and refuse to do it to see how you would be hated by every other person on the block because it is a huge tradition in Baltimore. And it's a frightening one to me. Um, you know, my mother always taught me good taste at Christmas. You had one single real candle in the window, which is a fire hazard. But um, the, the putting way too many Christmas decorations was always thought of as bad taste. But in this neighborhood, it is thought of as great good taste. So it just shows what are the extremes of people's taste. And I like either end. It's just the middle that's boring. So what do you find frightening about it? Well, because they're so serious about it, and it looks hideous. It, it looks, you know, it's kind of hideous to me. You know, I mean, decorate, talk about going overboard. And I wouldn't want people out front of my house taking pictures of my house and trying to knock on the door all day and, and having Christmas cows blaring out next door from a loudspeaker. I, but in the same neighborhood, I must admit, it's where we shot Pecker, and I was eating uh, dinner in a restaurant, and a very nice man came in and asked me if I would autograph his house across the street, which is the first time I ever autographed a house. 
I get why he did it because it's a row house. It's the it's the quintessential Baltimore architecture and everything in the movie. Packer took place there, so I get why he did it. And it actually was just very nice. I've been asked to uh, lots of any body part you can think of. I've autographed, but this is the only time someone's asked me to autograph a house. So, uh, what do you want for Christmas this year? Oh, well, I always want, you know, literary ephemera. Like, I would like to have maybe the bottle cap that Tennessee Williams choked on, or, or even better yet, the blank notebook that Truman Capote pretended he wrote his last novel in and never wrote it with a writer's block. Um, I, I'm always looking for weird gifts that, that it's nothing to do about how expensive they are. It's about, um, and I think you should sexually reward people that give you presents in three levels, basically. One, that you asked for it. B, that you didn't ask for it and they found it and you love it. And the third, when you didn't even know it existed and they found it. And they get the full treatment around the world. The ground is covered with white. Santa's coming tonight. With dolls and toys for girls and boys and the merry ho, ho, ho. A John Waters Christmas is at the State Theater in New Brunswick on December 18th and at the B.B. King Blues Club in New York on the 22nd. For more information, visit jerseyarts.com. This is Susan Wallner for State of the Arts and NJM Public Television and Radio. Thanks for listening. Jersey Arts, the podcast, is a production of State of the Arts. Watch it on NJM Public Television, Fridays at 8.30 p.m. and Wednesdays at 11.30 p.m. Individual stories can be seen anytime on njn.net. The New Jersey State Council on the Arts is pleased to co-produce State of the Arts. The New Jersey State Council on the Arts, encouraging excellence in the arts since 1966. Additional support was provided by the Geraldine R. Dodge Foundation, supporting cultural, educational, and environmental initiatives that make our world more livable. Christmas Santa's bringing a sleigh